Come on in the water. How y'all doing today? This is Sharkbait, and this is Sharkbait's Chumline Podcast for Monday, April 27th, 2015. It's a little late, but Happy New Year to you all. Thank you for hanging in there. This is the first podcast of the year. So hopefully we'll have a lot more podcasts this year. I'll tell you about what's going on today. On the show today is Leah Meth. Leah is the creator and director of the Shark Stanley campaign. You can find information about it at sharkstanley.com. And you may have seen this online through the various social media outlets like Facebook and Twitter. Uh, this started back in 2012, 2013-ish, and resulted in a book, uh, Shark Stanley. And he's back with new friends, new adventures, and a brand new book. Uh, I had a chance to talk to Leah last week about this amazing character and campaign she started. Uh, we're going to break the interview up into three parts. Part one today, we'll talk about Leah's background, how she came up with Shark Stanley. Um, part two, we'll probably do on Wednesday, we'll focus on how Shark Stanley was able to help save his fellow sharks at the CITES convention back in 2013. And part three on Friday, we'll talk about the new book, the new characters, and the future of our favorite hammerhead shark, Shark Stanley. Now, before we get into it, a uh, short little note on today's interview. There was apparently a recording glitch when we had the conversation that resulted in some missed audio. So it's actually coming at the end of this uh, approximately seven-minute um, interview. Um, so what's missing is some talk about the first book. So I'm going to try to summarize what we talked about for that part of the conversation. Um, the original book looked at three sharks and their man or a friend. Um, the, and the easiest way to describe this book is it's basically a modern-day Lorax. Uh, it's a great book for children. My first son was three and a half when the first one came out, and he was already familiar with the Lorax story, and he loved this. Um, so Shark Stanley is a straightforward tale. The perils that not only face sharks, but other marine life as well. Uh, but just like the Lorax, while it shows the mess we may be in, it shows you know that hope is still out there. And so the takeaway message is that there is still time. So, again, uh, we're going to talk to Leah. Uh, there'll be information about how you can get the book. You can look at sharkstanley.com for more information. And, yeah, by all means, try to get this book. Take a look at a book. I've got two small kids. I read a lot of books, and I read a lot of bad books. This is definitely not a bad book. This is a great book. So, here we go with part one with our interview with Leah Meth. Thank you for joining the podcast. On today's podcast, we have Leah Meth. She is the director of the Shark Stanley campaign. You can find that over on sharkstanley.com. And unless you've been living under a rock, if you're interested in sharks at all, Shark Stanley's been all over the news lately. And uh, going back all the way to his birth about two years ago, but we're going to talk to Leah about that. Welcome, Leah. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. No problem. So before we go into, I guess, how you came up with the Remarkable Shark Stanley, just a little bit about your background. Just, you know, where are you from and were you always interested in marine issues? Sure. So I'm from Canada. I was born in Vancouver on the West Coast and I've always loved the ocean. Um, I was pretty lucky to spend a good part of my childhood on Maui with my family, um, really exploring the reefs and the larger watersheds. Uh, I've had some fantastic role models there. Um, my uncle Glenn in particular uh, is the one who really introduced me to the idea of marine conservation, though not by those words when I was a kid. Uh, he'd, he'd take me on walks through his ancestral fishing grounds, and I really started to um, understand the importance of these ecosystems, you know, for the creatures that live there, right. their livelihoods, um, and then importantly, for the way in which these places are deeply important culturally to many people around the world. So that's what really brought me uh, to pursue an undergrad uh, in marine biology. Oh, that's what you did? You went to undergrad from marine bio? I did. Um, I went to college uh, at McGill in Canada. Okay. 
Actually, yeah. I've got co-workers here that went to McGill. Ah, fantastic. Yeah, we get a lot of folks up from New York and uh, come to the States that are close by. And then where did you go from there? Is it you, Did you go directly to Yale? Uh, so I, uh, <laughs> I had two years after my undergrad, and uh, during my last semester, I was studying on the mainland of Ecuador and in the Galapagos Islands. Wow. And, uh, awesome. I, I know, so, so lucky. <laughs> Um, and that's actually where I did my graduate work as well. Um, and it's my experiences there that really brought me to grad school and um, started my interest in shark conservation. Um, just with sharks, you know, it it's such a remarkable place to be. You know, you can hop in the water at some of these sites and see, you know, dozens of sharks. Um, and that was one of my first experiences. And I was, I remember being a little bit afraid. And, you know, I wasn't a great <laughs> snorkeler. I wasn't a diver at that point. And I was holding a friend's hand and I was just in awe. Like, you know, these animals were taking up every bit of my emotional space. And they were so stunning. Um, right. Also during this time, you know, I was really learning about the threats. Um, we visited a lot of fish markets with sharks and mantas. Um, and that's really when I started to learn about uh, shark conservation and shark fisheries and also, you know, the, the complexities of conservation. Um, it's a place where there's a lot of tension between conservation development and history of clashes, uh, particularly with the fishing community. So Galapagos? Yeah. And uh, so I, I was working kind of in a field of political ecology there um, where, you know, conservation, you, you always have to look at power dynamics and questions of inequality and, and deeper understanding of this. So, so this is really what brought me to grad school to gain a broader perspective. So your undergraduate wasn't necessarily to work with sharks, though, correct? No. Okay. <laughs> no, it wasn't until the very end that I was like, wow, sharks. <laughs> <laughs> so again, then, when did the idea of either Shark Stanley or doing a book or, or, or both maybe they came together, how did that first start germinating? Sure. So uh, CITES was in March of 2013, and we really started thinking about this in the fall of 2012. Now, who's we? Uh, Angelo, so Shark Defenders, Angelo Villagomez at Shark Defenders, and I were really um, looking at a way to engage students to garner public support for the shark and manta proposals. It was a really unique time in shark conservation. You know, it was a... it was the first time that, you know, there was a really great shot at having these commercially important species listed. And uh, we decided that we wanted to do something creative and, and interactive. Uh, there were a lot of shark petitions on the internet at that point, And we knew that we wanted to bring something new to the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we really focused on youth because we felt like it was a voice that didn't often reach the international stage, especially at a conference like CITES. And uh, our goals were kind of twofold. You know, we, we thought that this would something that this was something that would really engage delegates and also something that would mobilize grassroots. Okay. So that's kind of um, the background and what we wanted to do. And Shark Stanley um, was kind of this hybrid between, um, you know, uh, a shark and Flat Stanley. Do, okay, do you know right, yes. Stanley? Yes, know what Flat Stanley is. <laughs> yeah, sometimes kids today don't really know. But <laughs> yeah, so uh, the idea was pretty simple. You know, we, we made these characters uh, with a fantastic artist, Danny Eggman Jr., who's a friend of mine um, from Yale. And uh, we made these characters that correspond with these four species. So the idea was really simple. You know, take the shark, cut it out, hold it in a photo, and that would be uh, a unique petition signature that we would hand deliver to these delegates at CITES. So we decided that we wanted to try and reach out to all of the CITES member countries, which at that point was 176 countries. And, you know, we kind of threw it out. We're like, oh, how many photos can we get? Let's say maybe 5,000. We, we had no idea what would happen there. <laughs> right. Now, which, just remind people, what are the four sharks that were? Sure. So 
So we have Shark Stanley, who's the hammerhead. Uh-huh. Uh, we have Pierre Poor Beagle and Wacky Whitetip, who's an oceanic whitetip. And then uh, both species of manta were also proposed for Appendix 2 listing. So we had Manta Reina as uh, that character. Now, did you, how, how much impact did it have? I mean, I, I, you know, when I first heard about it, I guess in probably January of 2013, did you expect the massive outpouring that you got? Oh my goodness, no. <laughs> it was an incredibly humbling time. Um, so, you know, in, in January, you know, around New Year's, we released these characters. And within about two weeks, we had about 15 countries and hundreds of photos. Uh-huh. And this is at the time when we were just building our team. So we had a, you know, this was really a collaborative effort. Um, you know, we had a core team at Yale of, you know, students who were designers and artists and some of us directing the campaign. And um, very quickly, this spread into a really collaborative project. We had about 50 partners by the end. And, um, we couldn't have got there without them, really. Um, by by March, so this was about a 12-week campaign, by the time we were heading off to CITES, we had well over 10,000 photos um, wow. from 135 countries. So it kind of just exploded, and it was really exciting. You know, my, my, my time was committed to sorting through <laughs> photos, and, and, you know, Shark Stanley did a lot of things that I would love to do in that period. You know, he was, like, on the top of Mount Kilimanjaro, he was in Antarctica, <laughs> diving these dive sites that I'll never get to go to. So it was it was incredible to watch. Okay, thanks for listening to the part one of our interview with Liam Mess. Uh, stay tuned for the other two parts, hopefully on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, as always, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Just do a search for Sharkbait in podcasts. Uh, online, you can find us at sharkbaitpod.com. You can check out the podcast resources on the blog, and that's over at www.sharkb8chumline.blogspot.com. There's also a link on sharkbaitpod.com for that. Like us on Facebook, search for Sharkbait's Chumline, or you can follow me on Twitter at sharkb8chum. In the meantime, if you want to give me some feedback, I welcome all emails. Let me know if there's something you want covered. Do you have an event or you want to get the word out concerning sharks? Let me know. I'll be glad to get the word out. Ideas for any contacts or for interviews? Again, just send me a message and we'll see what we can do. Uh, you can reach my email, sharkbait at sharkbaitpod.com. And as always, Mr. Finn, what do you got to say? Sharks Thank you.